Welcome, welcome. This is Jesse with Recovering Mentally, coming to you live from Nebraska. I'm here today to talk to you about being your most authentic self. I personally left corporate America. It was affecting my mental health. It was affecting my sobriety. And now I branched out onto my own with learning all these kinds of great tools to help coach and guide you through this. Because you know what? We are awesome and we are badasses when we are doing the things that we love that are not only good for our self, our career, our success, but for our mind, body, and soul. So let's get started. Hey, you guys, welcome back to Recovering Mentally. Today, I have a dear friend who inspired me yesterday on a call, but we had already had this plan. So as many of you know, I have mental health issues. One of those issues is anorexia and bulimia. And it's so important to me because I used to have the misconception that once you reached, once you got help and reached that point, that disorder goes away. Unfortunately, it does not. It is something that you live with. And just like bipolar or depression, you have to work with every single day. So I want to welcome Liza Lomax on Recovering Mentally. She is a life coach that specializes in body image coaching. Coaching called Love Your Body Coaching. She helps women who have yo-yoed with their weight, who have tried every fad diet, and are still not happy with their reflection in the mirror. She helps them eliminate their negative self-talk so they feel beautiful and confident at any weight. She did this for me yesterday in just an hour, so I can imagine what coaching would be like with her. Liza, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. I'm so I'm so happy that that you had such a great day yesterday. That makes me like so giddy and like happy. (laughs) I did a happy dance today because of it. So yes, it was awesome. So Liza, how did you get into this particular niche of coaching? Because this is not something you find regularly. No, it's not. So to tell that story, I have to go back and tell my story. So when I, I suffered from two EDs, so anorexia and binge eating. And my way also of purging was taking laxatives instead of, I couldn't, couldn't do the whole mouth thing. So my thing was taking laxatives. So from teenage years, all the way up until 26, I was a size two when I was younger and bloomed up to a size 22. I weighed 300 pounds at 26. The doctor told me that I would die if I didn't lose weight. I was borderline diabetic. I had high cholesterol. I was very depressed, severely depressed, had severe anxiety, high blood pressure, you name it. I had it. I had a two-year-old at the time. So my fear was like, well, I want to live to see him grow up. So I'll lose the weight. And I lost the weight. I lost 105 pounds in 13 months. I did it the healthy way. And after that, things escalated more. I didn't change my mindset. So I went back to those unhealthy eating habits, those limiting beliefs, those stories that I told myself as as when we're children that we tell ourselves. And I continued to yo-yo over and over and over. I was in my... 30s by the time I finally hit rock bottom 
I was addicted to every diet pill out there. I would go through the magazines and I would see those, you know, like hydroxy cut, you know, those, whatever those, uh, pills were those diet pills that you see in those fashion magazines. I've taken them all. I've tried them all. I was addicted to them. I had a drinking problem, a severe drinking problem. was never diagnosed as an alcoholic, but I was pretty darn close. I should have been diagnosed as an alcoholic. I also had, again, severe depression, severe anxiety. I just didn't love myself. I didn't want to be here. I had a lot of traumatic things happen to me. I was sexually assaulted. Um, I had had an abortion. I just hit rock bottom. So many things just just pounded me into the ground. And I don't, you know, people ask me all the time, like, what happened? Was there some sort of, you know, signs, whatever? You know, I, I just say there was divine intervention. I mean, from higher source, God, higher power, whatever you want to believe, however you want to believe. Something hit me and struck me and said, there's something that's got to, something's got to give. And there's got to be something more to this life than where I'm at. You know, as a people pleaser, I was a doormat, you know, I took care of everybody else but myself. And I was like, okay, well, maybe I should be taking care of myself. And I had no direction from anybody. I, I just, I really contributed to a divine source, just showing me the way and pointing me in the right directions and me being open to seeing what the possibilities were. And so I went out and I studied every self-help guide, health book, self-care, any guru. I just studied everybody. Um, went out and got certifications and so many different things because I was like, well, I need to have all these options in my toolbox if I need you know, to help people. Because I knew that my mission in this world was to help people. You know, I had determined that, you know, I'm a lover. I'm a lover of people. I love people. You know, that's what I do. I'm the deliverer of love in whatever fashion, whatever way that comes in. And I knew that I, I, had, to, I had to fulfill this mission and show people how to love themselves. And so, you know, I went through these processes and, you know, you know reframed my brain, retrain my brain, you know, you know, from these limiting beliefs, these behaviors, these stories I, you know, I had created as a child and in the process created the program I now help, you know, my coaching program and drives from my own personal experiences. So now I take women from self-loathing to self-loving and the moment I, I suffer from body dysmorphia disorder. So I would look in the mirror and I would see this complete monster and after, after, you know, going through all this process and things, I remember that moment that I saw myself in the mirror for the first time. And I was like, who is that person? I don't, who is that? Who is that? And, and I remember somebody was standing next to me and they're like, well, that's you. And I'm like, no, that's not me. That's, you know, I'm like, it didn't even dawn on me that that was actually me. And from that point on, it was like, every time I looked at myself in the mirror, I was like, oh my gosh, I look amazing. I look beautiful. And that was the first time I ever told myself that I looked myself in the mirror and said, I am beautiful, you know, and I saw myself for the true beauty that the whole world saw me as. And so I knew, I knew there were other women out there that really struggled and really suffered and, and had the same, a lot of same similar stories and same backgrounds and, you know, not necessarily the same exact life, but very similar upbringings. And I knew that I had to help women. And so that's where, where I'm at is, is helping women love their bodies and love themselves just the way they are. 
I mean, because we only get this body one time. It's on loan to us. So take care of it. Love it. Nurture it. You know, be your own best friend. I mean, you wouldn't say some of these things, you know, the, some of the internal dialogue that you say to yourself, you wouldn't say that to your best friend, would you? No, right. of course not. So loving yourself and caring about yourself and, and, and knowing that you are worthy of love and you are worthy of everything. Because once you love yourself, everything else, everything else is, it, it is, is kind of essentially fixed. I mean, you, you have to love yourself in order to love everybody else around you. You know, in order to actually love a, another person, you have to love yourself. Absolutely. And yesterday after we got off our call together, you know, I thought of a shirt that my mom got me that is from my favorite pink song. And it is, it says, you're so mean when you talk about yourself, you are wrong. Change those voices in your head, make them like you instead. And I was like, what am I doing? I mean, and you've talked a lot, which I would love for you to talk upon, is removing the toxicity from your life and setting those boundaries. Unfortunately, even if that means it is a family member. So yes, what I mean about that is like a lot of things in our environment are toxic and we don't realize it down to the people, places, and things in our lives. So the places we go, the things that we do, the things that are in our environment, to the music we listen to, to what we're reading, what we're watching on television, you know, especially with the news now. I mean, everything is, is the COVID-19. So it's like we're, the, all this stuff, we may not like be consciously paying attention to it, but it's going in subconsciously. Yes. Every single thing that we do, say, see, everything is going in subconsciously. So really being mindful of, of everything in your environment. So people, there's a lot of toxic people and people in our lives. I mean, we just don't realize it. You know, I mean, the narcissists, the Debbie Downers, the, you know, the, the, the people that just, you know, treat you like, you know, crap. And then you're like, oh, well, I'm, they're my best friends. So I'm going to pick, you know, I'm going to help them get through this. And then they, you know, wipe their dirty feet all over you again. And then it's like a constant thing. I mean, this is this, this happened with one of my family members. It's like, you know, and when I said enough is enough, you know, I, it, I can't do this anymore. They were, they, they were gone. And mm -hmm. it's like, okay, well then that just shows me that they weren't the right fit for me. They weren't, they weren't meant to be in my life. So cutting those ties and cutting those, you know, those, those relationships with people, even if they're family members, you know, if they're not supportive and they're not loving, they don't need to be in your life. Right. As severe as that sounds, you got to do it. You got to do it or else you're not going to move forward. And they tell us that in alcohol recovery, but you know, when you have an eating disorder, you are essentially in recovery. Yes. You are recovering because you are overcoming something that has been so ingrained in you that is unhealthy. Yes. So I think that is so, so important and such an important message. I mean, yesterday when we had our conversation, I was like, you know, that is harsh, but she is right. And how do I move forth with that? So I've been sitting in that and I'm going to share with the audience what, what habit I told you I was doing that you got me off of in one yeah. day, which, so you guys in this quarantine, I hope to God we're out of it by the time this show airs. I don't know. But I've had a tendency to watch crap TV where I don't have to use my brain so much. 
And then I have to go watch a documentary to make sure I still establish those brain cells. And <laughs> I turned on, so I have had an off and on relationship with the show called My 600 Pound Life. And I've noticed I've always watched it when I'm at my unhealthiest. Like when we talked about it yesterday, I reflected on that and I'm like, I always watch this when I'm in a place where I feel unhealthy. And warning sign, hello, red flag. But I told Liza that in watching this, so I have a bad knee right now and I have to have surgery. And I live in a tri-level house and I left my phone upstairs and I they, stairs cause me great pain right now. And so I will ask one of my kids, one of my twins, hey, could you go upstairs and get mommy's cell phone? And all of a sudden I told Liza, I go, I'm going to end up on the show. I'm going to be on the show because I'm doing what they do to their kids. Only the only difference is, is I'm not having my kids bring me the whole McDonald's menu. And Liza was just like, okay, that's your subconscious. Stop watching the show. <laughs> and, and I will tell you the show recorded last night. I looked at my list this morning. It was very empowering to erase that show. That's to awesome. say that is not going to be me. Mm. I'm not going to listen to this. Having my kids go get my cell phone while I have a knee injury is not going to define my physical body. It's not. Okay. Mm, I'm so and happy for you. Oh, that makes me so happy to hear that. You are just so amazing. And, you know, I think the hardest thing about an eating disorder and you and I have definitely like, you're way ahead of me as far as coming to terms and getting to that healthy place. But we live in silence. Mm -hmm. Everything's hidden. People may not even know that we have it or yeah. what we're doing to ourselves. How do you help somebody come out of that silence? By making them realize that they're worthy. I mean, when it really comes down to it, when, you know, when we're children, that's where that not good enough story happens and that I'm not worthy because we are told right away, don't do this. Don't do that. No, you're doing it the wrong way. You got to do it this way. You got to do that. Whether it's, we, they think that they're shaping us and they're, they're, they're teaching us, but they're teaching us bad habits right away. And you know, whether it's your parent, whether it's a, you know, it's a sibling, whether it's a, you know, a teacher, whoever is around you in your space, in your environment, when you're a kid has so much effect on how you grow up and what goes, what goes on, what goes into your subconscious. And so when we're told these things as a kid and they can start, I've, I've seen it start as early as, is is like 18 months, which is very sad to hear like a two-year-old or a three-year-old say, mommy, I'm fat. It's oh my very gosh. shocking. Yes. It's very shocking. And I've heard it. And, you know, so, you know, when we, when, when we, we start that story, that not good enough story, because we're told we have to change this. We have to do this. We have to dress like this. We have to act like this. We have to be like this. And so, you know, we go through our teenage, you know, our childhood years and our teenage years, and it follows us right up into adulthood where we're adults. And we're like, 
oh, I can't do that. Or, oh, she's much prettier than I am. Or, oh, um, no, I can't. That's, that's impossible. I'm, I'm never going to be like that. I'm never going to do this. You know, oh, I have to dress like this. Oh, I can't have gray hair. Oh, I can't get wrinkles. I have to get Botox now. I have to have my fingers done. I can't leave the house until I have hair and makeup or I'm head to toe beautiful. I can't, you know, so it's like we start all these things. It's like they escalate oh, and it's, it's over and over and over and we're on this hamster wheel. Yes. over and over and over again of all these things that we're trying to change about ourselves when we should really be just our authentic selves, loving ourselves just the way we are. Yeah. Today I looked in a full length mirror because yesterday I told Liza that I only like me from the shoulders up. So a headshot essentially. <laughs> and today I looked in the mirror and damn, I look good. I yeah. looked really good. I was like, I'm sorry. Who are you? Yes, you. <laughs> and I will also tell you that yesterday you inspired me to, to do a check-in with my daughter because I do check-ins with my daughter. And I am raising my daughter to be a badass. And I will tell you, I allow her to say that word only in my house. And so I looked at her. It was literally right after we got her call. And I went downstairs and I go, Layla, I want you to know, I don't ever want you to change anything about you. You are beautiful and you are amazing. And she goes, I know I'm a badass. And I was yes. like, okay, sweet, good check-in. I'm going to walk away from this right now <laughs> because we're all good here. So, and I'm going to continue to reinforce that. I will tell you, Two weeks ago, I did catch something and we had to talk about it instead of shaming, because I think that's a lot. Shaming is huge in yes. the weight yes, industry it mm -hmm. and it's awful. And she had just eaten lunch. And I will tell you that her father side of the family, they eat dessert after every flipping meal. Like, I don't get it. And unfortunately, he taught her that, and we've been getting her off of that. You know, dessert, not tonight, okay? Or if it is going to be dessert, the girl can eat a whole thing of hummus with carrots on her. <laughs> we literally have to remove hummus from her hands. And that is a dessert to her, which makes me feel really great that she is making some healthy choices. But two weeks ago, she was really down about the quarantine, and I caught her saying I'm hungry. And I said, really? You literally just ate. And she goes, I'm hungry. And I said, are you hungry or are you bored? And she goes, I'm bored. I said, then let's do something. And we did something. And then I asked her, I go, are you still hungry? Nope. I go, baby, we don't eat out of boredom we figure something else out to do. So if yeah. you ever get stuck in a place of boredom and think you need to go eat something, come to mommy and we will do something together that is healthy. And I go, because mommy's done it and it's not a healthy thing. Mm -hmm. And she was like, oh, okay. I didn't know that you could do that. And I said, yeah, it happens, it happens. So we'll work on it together because I do it too sometimes. Mm -hmm. And it was a really beautiful, special moment because I was, I was trying to reverse the dynamic that she was starting to go down. And I can't, 
I love that you focus on it happens in childhood. And so I can't stress enough how to explain to people, these kids, no matter what age they're at, mine are at eight, and they are watching me like a flipping hawk. Yes, mm -hmm. they do. I mean, even when they're toddlers. I mean, and you can't, I don't, you, you can't blame the people in your environment because that's how they were raised and that's how right. their parents raised them and their grandparents raised them. So it's like, that's all that they know of. And until you change that cycle, you know, like you're changing that cycle with your own kids, you know, mm -hmm. then, then nothing's going to change. It's going to still continue being the same way, you know, and then a, the child's going to, a child's going to grow up having, you know, really messed up in the head and, and, and really like wondering you know, what to do, you know, and it's, it's sad. I mean, there's lots of kids, you know, with the, with, you know, with, with the fat shaming, with the queer shaming, with the, you know, you name it. I mean, kids are getting sad and depressed and, and because they have nowhere to turn to, they have nowhere. And because nobody's teaching them or supporting them or loving them in their environment. And so they're turning to all other unhealthy coping mechanisms mm -hmm. and like anorexia or binge eating or bulimia or drugs and alcohol or whatever there is, whatever vices there are. And, and, you know, I still, there are times where I'm like, I get like a plate full of food and I'm like, Oh, this is a really good. There's a lot of food here. And I, there's still times where I'm like, I have to really consciously Pay attention to how much I'm eating because I will overstuff myself and then I will feel like crap. Mm -hmm. So I still, I mean, it's still, you know, it's, it's a, it's, I'm still in recovery. It's like, yes, we are all, we will all be in recovery for the rest of our lives. I mean, when we have, you know, when we had these, you know, these addictions, it's, you know, it's of course a lot better than it used to be. Yes. Yeah. But I mean, there's just, there's every once in a while there, it just, I'm like, I'll look at it and I'll be like, oh my gosh, I got to eat, 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 eat. And I'm like, oh, you know, and my partner will be like, slow down. You need to stop, you know, slow down, put your fork down. So I have to consciously be conscious, consciously, consciously be like, put my fork down and then sit. And then I'm like, okay, do I want some more? If I want some more and I've, I, and I now know, like when I get to that point, I'm listening to my body. Cause I teach, you know, I teach intuitive eating, you know, in my coaching program. So really listening to your body, you know, when you're full or yes. when you're hungry or when you're thirsty or when you need something else or when you're bored, you're not hungry. You need to go do something else. So having all those healthy coping mechanisms, those other healthy, you know, those healthy emotional outlets to go to instead of the purging or the binge eating or whatever other vice is going on for you. You know, Layla is the world's slowest eater. And there are times where I'm like, all right, hurry up. You know what I mean? Like you've been sitting there for an hour. I mean, she is excessively slow, but this little girl sees how quick I eat and she goes, chew. And she will stare me dead in the face and watch me chew. And she'll even go, not done yet, chew. And I'm like, wow. And so I told her numerous times, I'm like, sweetheart, because she's like, I don't like that I eat slow. I go, I love that you eat slow. And she's like, you do? I said, yeah. I go, because you're listening to your body, yep. you know? And his, his dad has, or their dad has 
older, older parents, even than mine. And it was in the time frame of you clean your plate, right? Yep. Yep. And I've had to tell Brian, if they don't want to clean their plate, that is okay. Yep. They are done eating. They know their cues. And I go, does it mean they don't get, you know, dessert? Absolutely. Because they're full. They don't need dessert. Right. And maybe dessert is later. But we're trying to get them on because that side of the family was so ingrained. I mean, literally, that when I was married to the family, we would go up to, the, to great grandma's house and one whole meal was dessert. I'm not kidding you. The first time I went there, I'm like, what? This is a, this is a meal? Yes. Cookies, brownies. I'm like, oh, oh my God. Even I knew it was like wrong. <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't go crazy. It was a, it was actually a healthy reminder, you know, mm -hmm. but I think some of the, there are two things that I've heard that I love. One is what I shared with you before we started, which is remembering what my nutritionist said, as there is really no such thing as a bad food. It's right. portion, yeah. how much you eat. Mm -hmm. Have a little piece of the birthday cake. Just don't eat the whole cake. Right, right. I've eaten the whole cake before. So. Girl, I have eaten a whole cheesecake before. Yeah. It, it's very real here. And no, I did not feel good afterwards. Mm -mm. But if I eat the little piece, I feel really good and I'm really excited because I just got cheesecake, which is my kryptonite. The other thing too is, is I heard somebody recently say, give your kids a childhood that they do not have to overcome in therapy as an adult. Yes. Yes. And I was like, that is such a profound statement right there. And so I, I highly encourage people to do that with their children, but I want them going to professionals like you because I, we're currently project resiliency and recovering mentally is currently doing a journal on adulting sucks. And it's actually all about getting back to that inner child. Mm. What brought us to this path? And it's about leading up to getting healthy and letting go. Good and point. when you said that to me yesterday, it really caused me to dig deep. And it made me realize that this is a more emotional than I thought. Yes. Yes. And that's where I, that's, the, I mean, that's exactly how I do my coaching is that like we base every single choice, every single decision, every second of every day on our emotions. We base everything on emotions. We are emotionally driven beings. And when people go through therapy, counseling, that kind of thing, they don't take it to the emotional side. And it's like, no, we need to, we need to focus on that because that's what we, that's what we are. We're emotional beings. And so really getting down into the emotional side and it's like all sides, you know, just not the mental and the physical. We also have the spiritual and the emotional and that gets left out so much. And, you know, really just digging deep and getting in and finding those, those underlying issues, you know, and, and those emotions and getting them out. And, you know, cause I mean, there's so, so much of our lives were said, we, we, you know, I'll give you something to cry about or stop crying. Or why are you being such a wimp? Why are you crying? Or, Oh, because you're crying. You're a woman because you're crying or you're emotional or you're this, you know, it's like, that's 
bullshit. It is <laughs> I'm not bullshit. Sure if I could, okay, I'm like, I wasn't sure if I could swear. No. It's bullshit. It's it like, is bullshit. It's like, what? It's like, no, we are emotionally driven beings. We need to show our emotions. That's how we express things. That's how we express ourselves. Yes. So really focusing on all the emotions behind why you're doing the things that you do is really my main focus. I mean, that's, that's where it's at. And it's really important. I've discovered in talking to you and talking to all these professionals lately, and even in my own mindset coaching is it is okay to sit in that emotion for a bit mm-hmm. and let it resonate in recovery, whether it's alcohol or food or sex or drugs you know, we do all these things because we are essentially trying to numb ourselves from feeling emotion. Yep. And that, that is not healthy. And it's, I know it sounds really scary to people right now that I'm telling you, sit in that emotion, Mm -hmm. right in that emotion, do something in that emotion that is healthy and productive. And those emotions become less and less scary. Yep as you continue on that journey. Liza, I am so glad that we talked yesterday. I'm so glad we're talking today. I need more Liza in my life. Um, Exactly. (laughs) Plus your name is fabulous. Uh, It is is so fabulous. How can people find you? So I'm, of course, on every social media platform. So you can find me on Facebook, Liza Lomax. You know, my Facebook page, my business page is Liza Lomax Love Your Body Coaching. Website is LizaLomax.com. Um, all the information is there. I offer uh, a free session uh, where we get in and we kind of talk about, you know, where you're at, what's going on, you know, w- what things need to change and that kind of thing. And it's completely free. And then, you know, if, if you want to take it a step further and you're interested in my coaching program, then we take it a step further. But I always like to make sure that it's a match for both of us. And, you know, if it's not a match for both of us, then it's not going to work, but that's okay. It's like, you know, it's, it's fine. And I'm like, I can't, there's always going to be somebody you can't work with, you know, you can't work with everybody. <laughs> Who has um, the time? Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So to schedule that, you can go on my website and, and click the little link to schedule a call with me. And then of course, you know, social media, I'm on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, so Facebook, all of the social medias. <laughs> wow. I'm, ever, I'm everywhere. <laughs> you cannot escape Liza. You cannot escape me, no. You guys, I will post Liza's picture, where to find her on Recovering Mentally Crew page so that you can find Liza and reach out to her. I will tell you, I reached out to her yesterday It is truly a beautiful thing. It is intense. I am not going to lie. It is intense. It draws things to the surface that you did not know that were there. But like I said, I reflected on it last night. I went to bed in a good frame of mind. I woke up and got dressed today with the intention of looking in the mirror and going, damn, girl, you look good. And I did. So that was just in a one hour call. Imagine coaching with Liza for a year to, to really overcome that. 
thank you so much for coming, Liza. I can't thank you. Thank you for having me. We will definitely get you back on here because this is just something, like I said earlier, I thought it was something that goes away and it doesn't. So we need to keep the conversation going. Yep. For sure. For sure. Yes. Again, guys, you can check Liza out on Recovering Mentally Crew, where I will have her photo, as well as where you can find her. I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, you guys, that's all we've got for today. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you go out in the world this week and be the badasses and authentic selves that you are because you are amazing. Do not hesitate to hit review and let us know what you need to hear because that's the goal. We're here for you. We are recovering mentally together. See you soon.